You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mike Amos! Hey, Joe Amos. You forgot your phone. I don't have much to contribute here. So. Well, luckily so we're for you. a special edition. This is a special edition. A, a special, special edition. edition. <laughs> yeah. Easy for you to say. Uh, not really. So, uh... Yes, this is a special edition, and I think we will. Um, I think we'll just we'll just call it this. So, Mike and I uh, were sitting here and realized that not only is this the one hundredth anniversary. No, 100th show, uh, sorry. Episode, yeah. We realized that we didn't really celebrate the second birthday of the Marvelology podcast no, this year. Because it was like, I think, March-ish. It, it was, yes, because we were doing in your basement that time, and it yeah. was winter. Yeah, so we realized that we, we had missed that. So, um, congratulations on number 100! <laughs> so, yeah, this is number 100, and... Uh, this one's going to be near and dear to my heart. This one is all about the Capitol Theater, who did not get to celebrate its 100th birthday. <laughs> I am like all tongue-tied today. Um, the Capitol Theater, which you're going to talk about, so I don't want to really ruin anything, but it sits at 22 West High Street, Mount Gilead. And uh, Mike, you have a one-inch binder there that uh our friend stan site put this together with uh, newspaper articles and information on the history of the capitol theater which has had a few different names over the years and we'll talk about that between stan and robin robin helped to organize it robin into the Brooker, book for us yes. and stan found all these articles and highlighted when they are um and when they're in there and it is very detailed so this <laughs> is a special episode this week about the Capitol Theater, and there's so much information. Mike thinks we might have to spread this out between oh, three I weeks. I think we will. I think we will. There's, oh, it's just fast. I've been reading this stuff. It's just fascinating, the history of that little theater over there. Yeah, I've read through it, and uh, I found some pretty cool stuff. So what I would like to do, Mr. Mike, mm-hmm. is just let's just jump right into it. Let's do let's it. Let's just talk about the... Um, the History Society. Historical um, Society. Historical Society. Yeah. Why did I say it that way? Because you're thinking of History Center. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> um, and their contribution to the Capitol Theater. So uh, let's just roll right into it. Um, we're going to flash back real quick. I'm, I'm belted in. Are you? Are you ready? All right, Mr. Mike, let's talk. And as one of the uh, three current owners of the uh, Capitol Theater, you're you're pretty proud of that place. You put some improvements, uh, done some improvements over there, and crowds have been showing up. Yes. And one thing's been exciting to me is is the live entertainment you've had from time to time. I think it's just. But in the early days of that theater, there was live entertainment. That's so, right. We're bringing it back. Right. So we're going to go go back right now to October sixth of nineteen twenty. 
And uh, we have uh, newspaper articles. I'm, I'm going to mostly be reading them today, as usual, I guess. Uh, new picture show. The new picture show, which is to be opened on the first floor of the uh, Knights of Pythias building in the rooms formerly occupied by the Mount Gilead Dry Goods Company, will in every way meet the demands for a modern theater in Mount Gilead. The architect uh, who is to prepare the plans is to provide accommodations which will ensure every advantage for patrons such as are found in the more modern theaters. The floor will be sloped toward the front, and this will be accomplished by lowering the floor in the rear of the room and raising it slightly in the rear. Oh, that's what it says. Okay. It has two rears. Um, By this plan, a high ceiling will be provided. When the new theater is ready for operation, it will be in charge of the Mount Gilead KMP Lodge. The room now occupied by the Princess Theater is to be vacated as a show house and will become a part of the Union Department Store. The so front, that, was the, that was the old opera house then? Right, right. Uh, the fronts will be remodeled on Center Street and facing the North Square and the room utilized for additional sales room purposes. Okay, that's talking about the um, the theater that was in the uh, other building across the square. So that was October of 1920. Let's go to February of 1921. And no, I wasn't around for this, Joey. Are you sure? I know what you're thinking. <laughs> okay. Um Work on new theater commenced March 15th. This is from a 1921 newspaper article. Will be in operation by May 30th. Will seat 300 people, all modern equipment. Work on Mount Gilead's new motion picture theater will be commenced on March 15th. It is thought that the building will be be completed by May 30th. The lobby of the theater will be located at the west side of the building. The open portion extending back a distance of 20 feet. An enclosed lobby with waiting and toilet rooms will adjoin the open lobby. The theater will be equipped with with building 33 by 60 built in the rear of the present building. The theater will have a seating capacity of 300 people with a stage large, uh, large enough to accommodate small vaudeville acts. The theater will be equipped with the latest picture projecting machinery and its own light plant. The room at the east of the building will be improved for business purposes, probably a confectionery. Okay, that was in February of 1921. So did you catch there that it said that uh, they could fit 300 people in there? Yeah, what's the current capacity? 180. Oh, really? Yeah, so the new seats are wider than the old ones. Well, there's a reason for that. Because <laughs> we are wider, than, we are wider than what we used to be. Yes, Um uh, and later on in this book, it talks about they were talking about putting a balcony in, which I don't think ever happened. But no, that would have been that would have been really cool, though. Yeah, if it would have been safe to use at this point. <laughs> okay, March seventeenth, nineteen twenty-one. This is from I believe the Morrow County Sentinel. Uh, work commenced. The work of excavating for the new motion picture show to be erected in the K of P block was commenced by a force of workmen. Monday, under the direction of contractor George F. Wheland. Wheland name was very well known in Mount Gilead at one time. Um, Fred Wheland was at one time the um, the mayor. Okay. You haven't heard that name? I don't. 
I don't um, think I have. Okay. April 1921, theater equipment. Equipment for the new theater in Mount Gilead was purchased Friday by members of the company, which will have the management and control of the new picture house. The company, which will be known as the Pythian Castle Company, was incorporated last week. The incorporators are William Welber, W.F. Bruce, W.F. Wheeland, A.T. Mann, and C.E. Wagner, all members of the K of P Lodge. The equipment so far purchased includes two of the best and latest model simplex machines using 900-watt incandescent bulbs. Can you imagine the heat off of those? Well, that's why there was an exhaust fan built in. Work on the new theater building is progressing rapidly. Work on the walls of the building having been commenced this week. The screen purchased is what is known as a crystal bead screen and is similar to those used in the new James Theater in Columbus and the State and Allen Theaters in Cleveland. So they were that screen is long gone. (laughs) I'm sure it is. Uh, Okay, let's go to June second of 1921. A. A. Broiler, Broiler, B. R. O. L. L. I. E. R. Has been selected by the managing committee of Mount Gilead's new motion picture house as the manager of the new theater. Mr. Broiler will have charge of the booking and general management of the theater. Roy Kimes was selected as the operator. The ventilating and heating system have arrived and will likely be installed this week. It is hoped that the theater will be open by July first, uh, July fourth. Okay, so they come up with a name, and of course, it's the Knights of Pythias, which would be uh, K of P. Mm-hmm. So they came up with the name K P K E. K-A-Y-P-E-E. Directors of the theater now being completed in the K of P building on Friday met and decided upon the name KP for the new playhouse. The construction of the new building is being pushed rapidly, and the management still hopes uh, to be able to open open it early in July. Um, Plastering the building was completed this week. A contract has been made with the Association Producers Company for their service, and other um, syndicates will be used to secure the best pictures obtainable for the Mount Gilead public. Now, one thing about the KP Theater, if you come across the street to the uh, Morrow County History Center on uh, Sunday afternoon between 2 and 4, you can see the original uh, uh, apparatus that was used for shredding the tickets. So you can't hand it to somebody else. They come back through with the tickets. We have that down there as a, a donation thing, so hopefully nobody ever uses a shredder on that. But uh, that is a part of the KP Theater. Okay, here's one from uh, July 25th of 1921. Thursday, July 28th, will be Farmer's Picnic Day. Everybody, forget your cares, bring a well-filled basket, and enjoy a day with the folks that feed the world. A big program is in store with you, uh, for you. Come have a good time at the fairgrounds in Mount Gilead. The same day at 3 p.m., Mount Gilead will celebrate the opening of the KP Theater, the most beautiful moving picture theater in the state for the size town. So what was that date again? That was uh, in July of 1921. July of 21. Yep. So that's when it opened up as KP Theater. Uh, August of 21, 
New KP Theater opens with good attendance. Three performances given on opening day. Public is pleased with new playhouse. Mount Gilead's new picture playhouse, the KP, opened very auspiciously with three performances. Thursday, with three performances Thursday. The public was delighted with the new playhouse, and there is every indication that the support accorded the theater will be all that its builders anticipated. Though rain came down in torrents just before the afternoon performance, the house was nearly half-filled for the matinee. Every available seat was taken, and people were turned away at both the evening performances. The theater is open each evening, uh, is open each evening performances being given at 7 o'clock and at 9. On Saturday afternoon, a performance is given at 2.30. Mrs. Ray Kimes acts as ticket seller at the theater. Miss Haley Durkee is the pianist, and Roy Kimes operates the machine. You got to remember at that time, talkies weren't around yet. They were silent pictures, so they would, uh, for you younger folks, you would not know this, but they, they would play either an organ or a piano to go with what was going on the screen. And apparently they had an organ um, in the KP theater at that time. Yeah, and if you walk down towards the stage, towards the screen, you can actually see where they filled the hole in after they removed that. Yeah, a lot of history over there in that building. Um Okay, here's a new development in March March 15th of 1922. New KP feature. Pittsburgh concerts will be received by wireless. Trustees of the Pythian Castle Company bought the radio to provide patrons with news, market reports, weather, and music each night at 7.30. Transmission was received over the airwaves from the Westinghouse radio station in Pittsburgh. So they had radio transmission that time of night. So if there was a show going on, I presume they stopped the show to listen to the news coming out of uh, Pittsburgh. Hmm. Uh, KP Theater to install radio phone. Music, weather, markets, and news will be received each evening. Will be installed soon. Trustees of the Pythian Castle Company Tuesday purchased a radio phone outfit for installation in the KP Theater. The phone will be used to provide patrons of the theater with concerts, weather, and market reports and news each evening at 7.30. The service will be given without extra charge. The management expects the output to be an outfit to be installed within 30 days or sooner. The service to the local station will be received from the Westinghouse station in Pittsburgh, having a wavelength to correspond to the service of the sending station at Pittsburgh. It is, however, so equipped that the wavelength can be adjusted to other instruments. So the funny thing about that is we're getting ready to go back to wireless. Isn't that? Yeah. That's interesting. So we're getting a um, satellite dish that will be able to download our movies, Mike. Oh, wow. Instead of getting them on a hard drive, because it's been a long time since they've gotten the reels. Right. Um, and we're going to go away from the hard drives oh, and that's... go to wireless, and we'll be, we should be able to offer more stuff at that time wow that's exciting yeah can you imagine how exciting that was to the people here in morrow county to have a theater where you could go and watch a movie yeah you didn't just drive to columbus for a couple hours to have dinner and go to a show and come home that wasn't that was not at all what happened in that time okay in july 27th 1922 
under how it's done, sawing woman in two to be exposed at the KP. How the her stage- bones are still there. <laughs> They were upstairs, from what I understand. How the stage illusion of sawing a woman in two is pronounced, is produced, is to be exposed in a movie at the KP Theater on Wednesday and Thursday evening. Many who have seen the stunt on the vaudeville stage will be interested in having the illusion explained. 2,500 years ago, they sawed a lady in half and baffled the kings of Babylonia. The trick has baffled millions of people since then. The stunt will be a mystery until it is exposed at the KP Theater. They have secured the expose of sawing a lady in half for the purpose of satisfying the curiosity of their patrons who have all asked the same question, how is it done? The feat of cutting a lady in two pieces is being exposed in a film filled with thrills and surprises, and it is the desire of the management of the KP Theater to preserve the secret of this baffling trick for the patrons who have not yet seen the film. Remember the date, KP Theater, Wednesday and Thursday, July 26th and 27th, and that would have been in 1922. Here is a uh, local connection with a movie star of the 1920s. Uh, This is from a paper November 22nd of 1922, they were going to be showing a uh, film um, called In the Name of the Law, and it starred Jackie Coogan and Wallace Reed. Oh, okay. Jackie Coogan was in the one movie. Wallace Reed was in The Hell Diggers. That was on Wednesday and Thursday, November 29th and 30th. To see him is to love him, that's all. He has a hundred new smiles for you, a hundred lovable pranks. The story that smashes through the biggest... Uh, tingling he-man triumphs since you saw wallace reed in the valley of the giants you remember johnny walker in the old nest this one is far greater than that it is rated as being better and larger than over the hill okay this wallace reed and this is a note that stan site put in here hollywood movie actor wallace reed was a cousin of the father of mount gilead's notice noted noted identical twin Telephone operators Mona Love and Nona Dove Thomas. I had heard of them, but they were related to this movie star. Hmm. Kind of a distant relation, but they were related nonetheless. Uh, 1923, December 6th newspaper. American Legion Home Talent Vaudeville at the KP Theater. Wednesday and Thursday nights, two shows each night. December 12th and 13th, see Mount Gilead's well-known stars. So that's something similar to what the uh, Mara Little Theater has done there. With our variety nights sure. and, uh, um, oh, what do we call that? Miscast Cabaret. Getting oh, to do something you'll never be cast as. Yes, so. and, and, you know, they, they found a wonderful MC for, those, <clears throat> for both events. We're looking for a new one, by the way, if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one that if you go to uh, Robin Brucker's um, uh, Famous and Infamous Walks, You're going to hear about this, but I'm going to go ahead and read this article. Um, Oakley, a human fly, scaled the walls of the KP Theater building in Mount Gilead Saturday afternoon, the feet being watched by a large crowd which filled the street in front of the building. The climber did not complete the crime, uh, the climb, not the crime, sorry, the climb as he found the metal cornice over the windows in the third floor not to be secure. 
Whoops, sorry, Robin. That's part of your presentation. It looked to be comparatively easy for him to climb up the front of the building as he pulled himself up from one window to another. Oakley was accompanied by two other persons, and the three gave a vaudeville program three nights. So that's, you know. There's a follow-up story to that one in there. Oh, is there? That was was the, the human fly, right? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I got a text message I had to answer. Um, there oh, is a follow-up is. story. Oh, there it is. Okay. And, and, and I'm not discouraging people from coming to see the famous and infamous walks. Please do. Um, oh, wait. Is that covered in it? Yes, it is. Oh, then don't do it. <laughs> so I'll let, uh, I'll let... There is a follow-up. Come to see the follow-up with Robin Brucker at the famous and infamous walks. Um, as a matter of fact, those will be... That starts, is that tomorrow? Yes, actually it is. Um, so that starts tomorrow, which would be May uh, May, 8, uh, May 9th, which is tomorrow. Right. Oh, 9th and again on the 18th. Yes. And it starts at 7 p.m., but they do ask that you arrive 15 minutes early. Yes, that's right. And did I hear that Mr. Micamus is covering some of those that I'm, Robin I'm can't do, do? I'm doing at least one, so... So this those would be, be the ones you guys want to go but to so you can heckle him. <laughs> that story on the human fly, you need to come to Robin's infamous, uh, fa- uh, famous and infamous walk to hear the rest of the story. Yes. We'll and leave that's it at that. the rest that's of the story. That's a teaser for her. That's right. Okay. All right. What else do we have here? I didn't know that was in her story. I'm glad that we didn't tell. Oh, it is. So, you see, I used it as a teaser. I didn't tell the whole story. See, she didn't share it with me. <laughs> and I'm like her son from another family. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, the uh, well, I don't think this is in, in existence anymore, but the KP Theater is now proclaiming its location by a new electric sign, which has been placed in front of the building. The new advertising feature is very large, the letters KP being arranged perpendicularly. <laughs> yeah, it's not there Up anymore. and down. But um, anyhow, well, it hasn't been KP for years. But that is in 1926 they received that sign. Uh, they had a style show in the lobby of the KP Theater in 1927 in April. I don't know how they would have done that. I don't know either. The Merchant's Fair, which was held in the lobby of the KP Theater Friday and Saturday afternoons and evenings, attracted large crowds to the theater and has pronounced a decided success. And there were many, many uh, local merchants that, per- that were a part of that. Um, so, yeah, that's a style. So, now, that's something you haven't thought about having. You might consider that. Hmm. That's a good idea. What else you got? Uh, There is going to be, in 1927, December 28th, there's going to be a New Year's party for 19, or this was 1927. There's going to be a 1928 New Year's party held there. Well, I can tell you, Mar Little Theater will never hold another New Year's Eve party. (laughs) We held one 2019 to 2020. And it was our, you know, flap, you know, the, uh, Mm -hmm. what did they? The flapper. uh, Yeah, and and we... Uh, Jamie Brucker declared on New Year's Eve that 2020 was going to be the best year yet, and then COVID happened. So we laugh, uh, Jamie's friends laugh, and say that he, you know, opened the doors of hell with, you know, COVID. But anyway. 
So what do you get? Okay, manager Griff Granger announces that he has already sold out of tickets for the annual New Year's Eve uh, Midnight Frolic staged by the KP Theater, which usually consists of a film, vaudeville, and light repast. This year, the film will be uh, Bardley's The Magnificent, starring John Gilbert, and will be accompanied by a three-act vaudeville of A1 comedians. So they had a New Year's Eve party there. Now, oh, shoot. I'm going to not include this one because this is also included in Robin's Walk. Oh, give me an idea of what it is. Oh, yes. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll leave that. For, you got to come Ooh. to Robin's Walk to hear some of this stuff. I'm not going to share. <laughs> Y'all going to be very interested in that one. Roar. Okay. Morrow County's uh, only theater may curtail programs. This is in March of 1929, shortly before the uh, October uh, 29th, 1929 crash had started the Depression. Manager Griff Granger of the KP Theater announced Tuesday that there was a possibility of cutting the program of this theater to a two-night-a-week schedule, probably Friday and Saturday nights only. This step was made necessary by the ever-decreasing crowds attending the show. If this theater diminishes to a two-night program, Morrow County will be forced to turn elsewhere for, the, for entertainment of this nature and other weeknights. Now, here's one I found interesting in March 20th, 1929. KP Theater, Morrow County's only theater. No flu germs in the theater. Air filtered through Lysol-soaked cloth. This one made me roll my eyes. (laughs) So they were uh, concerned about... uh, There would have been the Spanish flu. No, No, 29. That wasn't... No, there was another flu outbreak. Yeah. Those happen occasionally. Um, city may hear talking films, talking films might be coming in, uh, this is from April 18th of 1929 talking pictures will be introduced to the KP theater audiences here soon following the completion of a speaking unit by Kenneth C. Graham and Griffith Granger. A private test was conducted in the theater Sunday to determine whether, whether the device was practical. The talking film was shown several Time successfully, both both Mr. Granger and Mr. Graham have invested uh, investigated other talking devices previous to the completion of the equipment in the KP. It differs from other forms of equipment and is not an infringement on any patent rights, they state. As quickly as negotiations with Cleveland Film Board officials can be completed, a representative is expected to investigate the the equipment here and if proven successful talking pictures may be booked for showing in the kp theater that was in april of 1929 yeah yeah i can't imagine going to the movies you've seen it in cartoons and stuff but i can't imagine that being like a new and brand new, you know i i just can't imagine that yeah april 24th of 1929 first talking pictures We'll be on program four nights this week at the KP. The KP Theater announces their first talking pictures for four nights this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. On Wednesday and Thursday, the feature will be in connection with Washington in his famous talking vaudeville 
in his famous talking vaudeville. And on Friday and Saturday nights, William Haynes and alias Jimmy Valentine will be all talking. Okay. Uh, Sunday picture shows to start here on July 14th. Okay, here's where some controversy came into the uh, community. Um, announcement that Sunday picture shows would be inaugurated at the KP Theater in Mount Gilead Sunday evening, July 14th, came from W.F. Bruce, chairman of the theater board of trustees, Friday night following a conference with ministers of the city. Mr. Bruce had previously declared that the board would show pictures on Sunday in the loyal and the local amusement house, but he delayed the actual opening of the theater until after Mount Gilead ministers had been in conference with the board. His declaration for Sunday shows followed months of investigation and preparation by Mr. Bruce, C.E. Wagner, and other members of the board, and Griffith Granger, manager of the KP Theater, it was stated at the session. Such a plan was refused last year when submitted to the Board of Trustees, but continued financial losses sustained through operation of the KP has forwarded the Board to present Sunday shows, Mr. Bruce declared recently. The opening picture to be exhibited here Sunday evening at 8 o'clock will be the King of Kings Mammoth Scream Spectacular a spectacle portraying famous events of biblical times, Mr. Granger revealed Monday. Only one presentation of the film will be made Sunday night. The show will open at 8 o'clock Sunday evening. No picture will be shown on Sunday afternoon this summer. Mr. Granger intimidated, although um, intimidated, although they may be added during winter months. I'm reading exactly as it's written, so... Members of the Mount Gilead clergy protested Sunday shows before members of the board Friday. All right, and this is a good time for us to hit our first break. Okay. It's Freedom Fest Ohio featuring Craig Morgan, Brett Michaels with Night Ranger, Justin Moore, and Chris Jansen. We the Kingdom with We Are Messengers and more. June 22nd through 25th, Morrow County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead, Ohio. On sale now. For tickets and more info, visit freedomfestohio.com. So, Mike, that's going to be the biggest party of the year, Freedom Fest, Ohio 2023. Yeah, boy. I am super excited about that, and I know you are, too, getting to drive Miss Daisy. I've never driven a golf cart in my life. Well, this one's going to be a big, this is an eight passenger golf cart wow. this is like the cadillac of golf carts it's wow. huge all right so let's get back to celebrating the capitol theater Yahoo! where are we now what are we, we what are we talking are about now to, um, i don't have oh there it is march 15th of 1931 uh kp theater to be changed it's under new management local picture house will be improved <clears throat> Negotiations between the KP Theater Trustees and Theater Interest, which now operate a number of picture houses in the state for the leasing of the KP Theater here, have been completed, officials of the local theater state. The identity of the new operators has not been divulged as yet, although plans for remodeling the KP rooms are already underway. 
Council was asked Monday night to sanction the proposal of the theater management for placing a ticket booth at the front of the entrance two and one-half feet in advance of the building line. The old organ in the auditorium is being torn away. New equipment planned includes two new projectors, new sound equipment, and a new ceiling, it is reported. The interior will also be altered considerably, and the seating arrangement improved, it is planned, a mezzanine floor and balcony a mezzanine floor and balcony seats may be constructed and the lobby changed the new management it is claimed will be in in a position to bring into mount gilead the latest releases in advance of showing in cities of this region hmm. so some new management so the new management renamed it the rex theater Yes, and as a throwback to the Rex Theater, uh, we named our LLC Rex Entertainment. Oh, wow. I not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, the new Rex Theater, Morrow County's Theater Beautiful. Our new cooling plant is now in operation. Come keep cool. Tuesday and Wednesday, July 7th and 8th, the picture sensation of the year, Trader Horn, the miracle road show that is thrilling the world. Attend the early show. And then Thursday and Friday, they were showing uh, Little Caesar, which was a famous movie with Edward G. Robinson and Douglas Fairbanks Jr. And uh, they had several different movies planned um, at the new Rex Theater. I think we're going to stop right there at 1931. And I will pick this up next week, but... there. there that little building is just fascinating. There's so much. So that gave us approximately 10 years. Yeah. All of that in 10 years. And all the things I skipped over. Yeah, that it's, it's just amazing. That that building is uh, it's pretty cool. There's a lot that uh, folks haven't seen. I was up in the attic above the movie theater, which is where the old cooling um, plant used to be. Okay. Um, where the if you look up in the movie theater you see there's lights hanging out of it now, but that is where the um attic vents were. Oh, okay. Uh so they're covered from the upside, you know, the top side. You can't see through. Um but it's 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 pretty cool. Oh wow. It's pretty cool up there. And uh there's all kinds of fun stuff um that I have found or just listening to the stories we've had Joe Bash come in. Um he and his ex wife Kathy owned it for a while. They had a sister theater in Bucyrus, uh, which is out on Route Four behind the I think it's McDonald's right there. I think across the road from McDonald's, yes. Yeah, across behind, the road from McDonald's it's behind, behind KFC. the KFC. That's right. I got those switched. Um but that you know that used to be their theater spot there as well. Um, we've talked to him and heard some cool things. We've also talked to Mary Hupfer. Mm-hmm. She's been through, and we've gotten to hear some of the cool things that uh, she and the Steigers, yes, yes, uh, that they did when they worked there, uh, when they owned the business, not the building. So um, pretty cool, you know the. Building was always owned by the Knights of Epithians mm-hmm. until 2000. When did that sell? Was that 2015, 2013? Right around there. Um, and at that time, it was listed for a while because most of them died off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ben and Kara Holsinger bought it. Right. They were the first folks since the third, well, since the Rex Entertainment purchased it. 
that owned the building and the business. Mm -hmm. That's how long it had been. <laughs> um, and so that I th I found that very cool to like to hear. And then we're the second owner since then. So really, um, you know, over a hundred years, and it's only had three owners of the building, um, which is kind of cool when you think about it. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other cool things that we've talked about that aren't in there. I, I don't know that I can come up with any more. So, awesome story, Mike. Yeah, and we're going to continue this. This might go into three weeks, but there's so much information on that little theater uh, throughout the years. And we'll talk about who some of the, well, you've talked about some of them, but uh, when some of the ownerships changed and uh, uh, things like that. It's, it's, it's really fascinating to me. Yeah, just knowing um, some of the things that everyone has done, we've asked them, okay, what did you do and when did you do it? Because we wanted to know what's original, what's not original, um, and, and stuff like that. I, I'm very interested in all that history. Um, so let's flash back. The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. Experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Well, Mr. Mike, it is that time for us to uh, say bye. Yeah, uh, sorry folks, I, I do apologize. No jokes this week. No jokes this week, yeah. only the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You never know what someone is going through. And until next week, when we celebrate the Capitol Theater again, the talk.